Yes, praise be to God. I hope you're safe. I hope the Lord has kept you safe and sound. This is a day that the Lord has met. We shall rejoice and we shall be glad in it. Thank you for joining us for our time of the study of the Bible. Here we study the Bible and we aim to study from the book of Genesis to Revelation. By the grace of God, we have done 25 books of the Bible. If you have not been able to listen to the podcast we've done straight from the book of Genesis, you can find them on our app that's Bible In-Depth Network. You can visit our website, BibleIndepth.com and I believe that you will access each and everything concerning this network. You can also find them on all podcast platforms, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, name it. You'll be able to find. And I believe as you listen, the Lord shall speak to you and also reveal something to you, even that which we could not have spoken in that podcast. God can reveal it to you. And uh, that's because we believe there's no limitation to revelation. God reveals his word to everybody who shows in it. Everyone wants him to speak to them. He will come and he'll speak to you. Now, we are looking at the book of Ezekiel. And uh, when we reach Ezekiel 38, before Ezekiel 38, we wanted to look at the history of Israel. We wanted to look at how was Israel faring before we start to see this prophecy that is going to come to be fulfilled in Ezekiel 38. And uh, we went down the history land and uh, we looked from when they leave Babylon at the time of Ezekiel yeah, until where we are today. What has Israel looked like? What has the nation of Israel gone through? And we've seen the persecutions they've suffered. We've, we've seen that they did not have that much autonomy or control of their own affairs as a nation of Israel since returning from captivity. There were just small errors uh, where they would have a bit of something like, seemed like we have independence, but then just in a few, they would run back into the trouble. So we looked into history and uh, where we closed off yesterday, we had reached the year 1914, we, 1917. We are drawing closer and closer to what is happening right now before we set the stage for Ezekiel 38 prophecy. Now, we left off yesterday uh, seeing the Zionist movement come up. These were guys who said, we want our freedom. We want to be established in our homeland as a Jewish people. We want a land of our own a nation, a nation of our own, and this happened during the Ottoman Empire, which gave them some bit of liberty. Of course, troubles still existed, but uh, through the anti-Semitism, the hatred that was happening towards the Jews across the world, by the way, in Africa it was there, in Europe it was extreme, you saw the Holocaust happening, you, there was so much trouble going on, of course, in, the, in their Middle East area it was worse. Uh, but uh, we kept on discussing what they have gone through. And today I want us to continue with the year 1917. 1917, an international uh, organization or community or joint international program hands Brit the British, that is Britain, uh, the mandate in Palestine. They say, you guys are in charge 
of the Palestine region. And uh, when that happens, it sees the end of the Ottoman rule. After 400 years, as the Ottomans are in charge of this area, their rule ends in the Palestine region. And uh, the British now come and they were going to rule from 1918 till about 1948 where we saw Israel receive its independence. And uh, the British now are the ones in charge of this region. Britain has come and is taking the reins in the land of Israel. And uh, their general called Allenby, he becomes the first Christian in hundreds of years to control Jerusalem. Of course, Christianity had spread across the world. It had reached Britain. It had reached every corner, even here in Africa, here in Uganda, where we are. For example, the gospel had reached. Christianity had spread. So, at the time we're talking about here, uh, 1917, the gospel has spread. It has reached Britain. And their general who comes uh, to take the reins in Jerusalem, he becomes the first Christian in a very long time to control this area because it's been under control of the tax before it was in control of the Muslims. So they get somebody who is at least close to uh, what they believed. Remember, they had their issues with what they believe in Judaism and uh, what the Christians were preaching. And uh, this British mandate sets the scene for the Balfour Declaration. The Balfour Declaration is that which handed Israel their independence. And Balfour was the Britain, the British foreign minister who was part and were greatly involved in this effort to make sure that Israel gets their independence. So, when the British come, during their mandate, they promise independence to the land of Israel, to the Israelites. And he pledges his support for the establishment of a national home, a Jewish national home, a place for you in Palestine. He tells them, you will have your land here and you will reign and live in this place peacefully. Though this was going to take some decades because it didn't happen immediately in 1918 when the British came, but uh, it took some decades to be realized. But it gave hope to the Jews. Yeah. It gave them hope because they had it from the person who was ruling then. And they said, okay, this is some good news. And uh, this encouraged more immigration to happen to Palestine. People kept leaving wherever they had been scattered in their dispersions. And they started coming back to the land because they had this hope that had been given to them by Britain that you will get independence sometime soon. So with all that was happening to them, the troubles they were facing across Europe, across the world, the killings, the hatred, the anti-Semitism they were going through, they made a decision to say, let's go back home. We have even a promise that has been given to us that we are going to gain our independence and get a new state, a new land, or a land that actually belonged to us but had been taken, and uh, we are going to get it for ourselves. So this starts to get people back home. Of course, uh, the Arabs and the Jews continued to clash. The clashing kept on happening. Uh, the fights kept on happening. The conflicts, now we are dealing with modern warfare. We are not fighting with elephants now. We are talking bombs. We are talking guns. Yeah, 
This is modern times now. We're talking airstrikes, planes up in the sky, yeah, between the Arabs and the Israelites. And, uh, of course, back home for Britain, this didn't give them much uh, good uh, reputation back home because we're like, why are we controlling an area that is filled with conflict? It started to weigh down on them, and they didn't really enjoy it uh, back home. And uh, this... People got tired of this mandate. We are controlling a region filled with conflict. Why don't we let go of it? And uh, in 1948, good news comes to the land of Israel. And uh, you see, after the UN proposing the establishment of Arab and Jewish states in the Palestine land, Israel receives its independence, and their Zionistic aim comes to realization. Yeah, The British ended their mandate in the land of Israel. That's on May, May 14th, 1948. Of course, with the UN and their proposition of, let's get these guys their independence, Jordan, who is a neighbor, got their independence. And uh, as that started to happen, that the neighbors are getting their independence, Britain also decides, okay, it's time. We need to give Israel their independence. And in Tel Aviv, Devin Ben Gurion, he reads out a proclamation declaring the birth of the state of Israel. And that was a day of rejoicing. Yeah, that was a day of celebration throughout the whole world when they heard that Israel has been given. Independence. Israel is a state of its own. Yeah. And uh, 11 minutes later, after the declaration, the United States of America recognized this decree. And uh, soon after, the Soviet Union, of course, that's Russia, also recognized. But about three days later, they recognized um, the independence of Israel. Of course, these two now were the superpowers that were coming up, the United States and Russia. They were taking the authority. They had more influence across the world. And when this recognize you, it's more or less done. And uh, the Jews celebrate. They're happy with what they have achieved, with what is going to happen to them now as their own nation, something they didn't have for a very long time. Thousands, yeah, hundreds of years. And now... This began a whole new era. They're in celebration, though they knew that the war with the Arab nations was inevitable. The Jews celebrated, but they knew that this which we have achieved is going to cause war. Reason, they have been given a land that was in the Palestine mandate. The Palestinians own this land when the mandate comes out, uh, the declaration comes out, they're saying, okay, the people occupying that space, we have given them independence. The Jews, the Israelites were given independence. The Arab states did not want to hear that. Somehow they didn't want to have Jews in their center. They wanted them away. Remember, they are surrounded mostly by Muslims. And uh, for them, they come worshipping uh, in a different manner a different God. You have, of course, their religious system with the Torah and all that, but then you also have the Christians who are part of them and are living 
in that region. So, this brings a whole new era. And uh, the first ever Jewish state is established in 1948. But the new trouble is coming. Yeah? Now, just a day after independence, declaration. Independence was declared on 14th May, 1948. On 15th May, 1948, five Arab states invaded Israel. They didn't even get time to celebrate their independence. Just the next day, five Arab states invade Israel. These included the neighbors Egypt. It included Jordan. It included Iraq. It included Syria and Lebanon. They all come against Egypt. And these Arab forces, they were joining the Palestinian Arabs yeah, in attacking uh, for the territory that has been given to Israel, which was formerly in the Palestinian mandate. They were joining, saying, that land that they've given you belongs to the Palestinians. Guys, we want you out. You've been given independence, but we want you out. So they joined the Palestinians to come and fight Israel to remove them from the land or portion that has been given to them by the UN mandate. And of course... Uh, this resulted in a war. Five nations against one. And Israel received support internationally from British. The British because uh, they had promised the Zionists that, you know, you control the area. And after the declaration, when they attacked, the British come and defend them. Of course, the U.S. was uh, had, had did not get into uh, direct contact or... Uh, they didn't impose themselves in that region then directly because they had something, some issues that were barring them from do that, doing that. But the British come and they help them fight. And successfully, they have their victory as Israel. They gain victory in this 1948 Arab-Israeli war. And it's also called the Independence War in some cases but they fought and they overcame those five nations. That's how uh, God had good thoughts about Israel, had good plans about them, and now it was time for establishment. Some prophecies to be fulfilled in the land of Israel, that they will have their own land. And uh, in 1949, uh, peace agreements were signed hmm? with Egypt, with Jordan, with Syria, and with Lebanon. They signed uh, some peace Agreement says, uh, uh, let's have some peace. Put the weapons down. And uh, then we also saw Israel being admitted into the United Nations as the 59th member of the United Nations. 1948 to 52, we also see a mass immigration from Europe and other Arab countries for the people. For the Jews, they start to migrate. They start to leave. They're like, we have our own land. And by the way, they have just even gone through some of the worst uh, killings that have happened to the Jews. The Holocaust in Germany and across Europe that happened. They start to get back home. They're like, we have our nation. There's no reason why we should be suffering and uh, be killed by other people uh, because we are in their land and their spaces. So they move back home. And that period after independence to about 1952, there is mass immigration of the Jews to return back to their land 
of Israel. And 1956, we get the second Arab-Israeli war. Remember, the first was after independence, where nations joined to fight, Arab nations joined to fight Israel. In 1956, they, get, they join again, and we have a second Arab-Israeli war. And this was a result of terror attacks that were happening on the Egypt-Israel border. And the Egyptians were uh, doing these attacks and uh, killing people of Israel, and Israel made a decision, let's go to war. And uh, the result of this war, Israel won this war, of course, and they captured the Sinai Peninsula from Egypt. This was a huge region, by the way, that belonged to Egypt. And uh, after fighting this war, they take control of the entire peninsula as Israel. That was great victory to them, but it was going to lead to more trouble. And uh, 1967, we have the Third Arab-Israeli War. And that is also known as the Six-Day War. This was a coalition of Arab states, Jordan, Syria, and Egypt. Of course, they start to reduce as a coalition. But still, uh, when they join, even if there were three, in this case, Jordan, uh, Syria, and Egypt, they had uh, some strength with them. And... The result of the war still, Israel defeated the Allied forces. And in this defeat, it even inflicted more because it captured the Western Bank, yeah, the West Bank of Israel. It captured East Jerusalem. These were Palestinian lands. Yeah. It captured the Gaza Strip. It captured the Golan Heights, which is on the side of Syria, South Syria. And it also captured uh, more of the Sinai peninsula and uh, this was humiliating defeat for the arabs and it was a stunning victory for israel and over 325,000 palestinians and over 100,000 syrians fled they left the, the palestinians left the west bank and ran off and also the syrians fled from the golan heights in this third Arab-Israeli war, all that which is also known as the Six-Day War, because it took six days and it was done. God was with these guys. They were fighting wars. They would get alliances and they come and they defeat them. Yeah? More or less getting some glory days back to them. 1968 to 1970, we saw another war come. It was Egypt's war of attrition against Israel. And uh, Egypt started this war to compel Israel, all the international community, to facilitate the full Israeli withdrawal from the Sinai Peninsula. They said, we want these guys out of the, uh, our, our area that they conquered. Israel, of course, still won uh, this war. It wasn't a success to them. 1973, Israel at its birth was fighting wars. It was fighting wars in those early years of its independence. 1973, we see another war, the fourth Arab-Israeli war. That is the Yom Kippur War. And uh, this was an Arab coalition that was led by Egypt and Syria. Remember, Egypt lost the Sinai Peninsula. Uh, Syria lost the Golan Heights. And uh, they wanted to win back their territory uh, that they had lost to Israel in the third war. Yeah, that's the... Sinai Peninsula, the Golan Heights, 
and they wanted it back. And they attack on the Yom Kippur. The Yom Kippur was the holiest holiday in the Jewish calendar because it was the Day of Atonement. And now that's a day you don't expect uh, anyone to attack. You are peaceful, you're in celebration. Then they decided we shall attack them on that day. We shall attack them when they do not expect. So Egypt and Syria come to attack Israel on the celebration of the Yom Kippur, the day of atonement. And uh, this ended in a stalemate. No one won and no one lost. They just fought. And the U- U.S. Uh, helped. It delivered some weapons. Now it started to get involved in the Israeli affairs. They delivered some weapons to Israel. They didn't fight as the U.S., but they gave them weapons uh, that helped them in this war, the Yom Kippur War, in support of Israel. Egypt and Syria were supported in this time by Iraq, by Jordan, by the Soviet Union, Russia. Russia now turned uh, onto the side of the Arab states. Yeah, Now you see the split. The U.S. is supporting Israel. Russia supports the Arab states. Then you also had Libya as part of the uh, group that was supporting them. Of course, in this war, you have Morocco, you have Saudi Arabia, you have Lebanon. All these were Islamic states. They had been converted to Islam during the reign of the Muslims. Uh, and uh, they come to support their Muslim brothers to gain back their territory. And uh, in 1979, of course, the Yom Kippur War is... It's a stalemate. No one wins, no one loses. And in 1979, we saw Egypt and Israel sign a peace treaty. And uh, this which they did was saying, guys, we don't want any more wars. Give, give us back our Sinai Peninsula. And all this was agreed upon. And they signed a peace treaty with Egypt. And by the way, from then, you didn't see Egypt come back to fight Israel. This peace treaty has lasted. And uh, they signed this peace treaty, and both leaders were even awarded the Nobel Peace Prize because of what they did. Yeah, They were awarded the Nobel Peace Prize. And by 1982, Israel completed uh, the three stages of withdrawal from the Sinai Peninsula. They started to withdraw and get let Egypt take control of their area. 1984, we are drawing closer to the modern times we see Operation Moses. Operation Moses was uh, a, 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 an operation that had over 8,000 Ethiopian Jews airlifted from Sudan via Brussels to Israel. And uh, they were in Sudanese refugee camps. Why were they there? Anti-Semitism. They were being tortured. Even in Africa, like I said, in Sudan, they were being killed. So they left, uh, they were lifted, of course, with the operations that were happening with their intelligence forces, and uh, they brought them back to the land of Israel. They had gone to Ethiopia after the destruction of the temple by Nebuchadnezzar in 587. They had gone uh, running there for help. They had developed their communities there, but then soon the hatred for the Jews that was spreading across the world, it got them there. They started to be killed. They entered refugee camps in Sudan, and then they were finally taken over. Many of them, uh, Ethiopian Jews as they are called, were airlifted and brought back home. And uh, that started 
uh, a period or a season of more immigrations and people moving back home. Israel had now received what they wanted, what they longed for, what they desired. They had received their nation. God had made a promise to them. God had spoken through the prophets that one day you shall return home and you shall get back to a place of your own. And there won't be wars. Of course, here we've seen wars that have been fought and uh, that does not end anytime soon because they're in a region that is contested. The Palestinians claim that is our land you took. The Jews say, you go read the Bible. This is the land of our forefathers, even a lot more. A lot more. Even part of Syria, part of Jordan, all that was our part. Even here in, uh, in the land that you still have as the Palestinians, that is still our land. If you read the Bible, if you read our history, it belonged to our forefathers and we want our space. We want our land. So they are not willing to give it up and they will not give it up anytime soon. So conflicts are hard to avoid in such a state. But there is a promise to them. There is a promise that has been made to them that you shall have your place. You shall have your land. You shall dwell in safety. And uh, you can say there is some bit of safety right now. Those that are, are at war, the nation is at war. Majority of the people that live in the nation are living in peace. They don't have any issues uh, that they have that are really bothering them because the army deals with them on the borders before they enter to cross uh, their areas. But they have a nation of their own. Thanks to the 1948 uh, declaration, the Balfour Declaration that gave Israel independence after hundreds and hundreds of years of confusion and living out there. Throughout the world, it's interesting how the Jews were so much hated that they have to be killed. They have to be tortured across the world, wherever they were. And when you read into history, we may not get into that, but all nations, many nations, killed the Jews, tortured the Jews. Anti-Semitism, total hatred for the Jews, which brought about the Zionist movement that said, we want our own state. We don't want to live in people's nations where they are killing us. We want our own state. We will go back. We will create our living there, and we shall be safe. And that was a success for their Zionistic movement, or Zionism as it is known. One of their aims was to get a home. And in 1948, they get their home. And we see prophecy being fulfilled right there. 1996, if we move forward, we draw closer. Arab terrorism against Israel escalates. It increases. It goes on a high and uh, we shall start from there tomorrow looking at what the nation has been since 1986 to this day. What has been in this nation before we can then get to the Ezekiel 38 prophecy that is yet to be fulfilled. But this ground that we look at shall give us a picture of what is being spoken of, which nations are involved, why are they involved, what is their history, and why do they have high interest in the destruction of the Jews? Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this day. We pray that you help us in all things and touch our hearts, Lord. 
Increase us to all levels. Increase us in wisdom. Increase us in knowledge. And speak to us and hold us together even in times of trouble. May we always walk with you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.